I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 WSUT's After Further Review. we got a special guest here on the phone lines, and we've got welcoming John Vandevake here on 88.3 WXUT. What's up, John? Let's see here. John, is John there? Mini Aux 2? Oh, whoops. It's not plugged in. Oh, brother. So we got to go hold on with a minute, John, as we got to... Yeah. All right, now, John, are you there? Yeah, I'm back, Derek. Uh, there we go. So we got him all in. So welcome back to the show, John, as we had to plug you in. <laughs> and talking all NBA, if you can hear Frank, uh, Frank really wants to get this off his chest about the Pistons. Well, uh, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter complaining about uh, moves that uh, Troy Weaver has been making. And I'm here to say... You all need to relax. The Pistons are actually entering a rebuild and doing it the right way. Wait a minute. How do you know it's the right way? Well, you're putting your GM hat on, even though you got on, what, a Texas Rangers hat? No, it's a Tigers hat. A Tigers hat on your head, which they've been a disaster the last couple years. How do you know they're doing it right? Just explain that. Because they're not bringing in – they're not bringing in big – they're not bringing in – the big names of free agency, signing them to long-term deals and trying to win now. They're trying to go. They're going more with long term, which is what needs to be done. Because you, in years prior, it's always been let's just go for short term success and hopefully, just maybe we can win something of value, which did not work. John, what do you think? Well, I think Frank might be on to something. Um, I know that's hard to believe, but. Um, I think he's pretty much nailed it in terms of what uh, Weaver's doing up in Detroit. Um, he's probably going to use his model that he had at OKC. Uh, I, I like the fact that, you know, he, he's had, you know, the courage to make some of these decisions he's had in the last couple of days that shows you that he has a vision and he's actively – you know, trying something to, you know, help out in any way he can. Um, you know, the Luke Kennard thing, at first I thought, uh-oh, he's damaged goods. You know, he's he's injury prone. They're trying to get rid of him. But, you know, that was, I think, more the Clippers um, needing a guy that will come in, play 10, 15 minutes, hit a few threes, stretch the defense out. I think that's the kind of player that they're looking for to take some pressure off Kawhi and uh, George and give him a third shooter. So I kind of, I kind of like that move from that standpoint um, that, you know, they're, uh, they're moving, you know, I, I mean, let's face it, Kennard, he averaged 16 a game the year before last, but it, the team wasn't very good. So, that's a little skewed right there. Um, as hey, 16, far as the, 16 is 16, though, in the NBA, even if the team is Yeah, bad. <laughs> I mean, give him, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give him credit, but, you know, there's a little asterisk around that. But, uh, um, you know, so that a lot of people thought maybe, you know, they like Kennard, and I certainly like him as a player, but he is injury prone. And um, they got this Killian Hayes. He's a lefty more of a point guard. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, but he's definitely trying to, you know, um, build this from the ground up. Um, not getting the big ticket guy. You know, I think they kind of learned their lesson from Blake Griffin, you know, that it didn't work very much there, but you know, 
they obviously need talent. So it's uh it's gonna be a work in progress, a rebuild. Um uh, you know, might take a few years, but uh you know, hopefully, you know, Miss Frank and I, Michiganders, Pistons are our hometown team. Um we're hoping that, you know, this comes to fruition. It's tough though, you know. It, it, it's really tough to project these guys and especially uh, rookies, um, you know, um, some free agents already, you know, they got Plumley. He's going to give them some defense and rebounding. I, 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 you know, I could see that. That's kind of what Adams did for OKC, more or less, the same type of player. So Weaver's trying to put a stamp on it, and I think, uh, you know, the coach Casey is uh, at the point in his career that, you know, He's, uh, he knows what he's doing and, you know, uh, but he, you know, he's a competitor. He wants to win and win as much as he can right now. So I guess I'd like the plan, whether it plays out or not remains to be seen. Well, what I really like is Troy Weaver has reshaped uh, the roster in about a week's time. I mean, we'll go. We'll go back to Monday where they dealt Bruce Brown to the Brooklyn Nets for Dizana and Musa and the 2021 second-round pick via the Raptors. Because I, th- I think this was Weaver saying, you know what, I'm going to look at the current guys I have now, and I'm going to – and it's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to be part of the future. I'm not going to give you a significant pay raise, so adios. Well, and I think if you look, the Knicks did that. And I think a lot of teams are following suit, you know, freeing up cap space and money. And um, I think it's uh, it's definitely um, something that a lot of teams have looked into. But, boy, you, you, you look in the paper and you never heard of some of these guys and they're getting three or $40 million contracts or three year, $30 million, $10 million a year, but seems to be the way to go now. I mean, that's crazy. Well, well, let's, and of course, I know some people were kind of upset about how they gave up a future, her first round pick <clears throat> to the Rockets as part of landing their 16th overall and Trevor Reza, who later got flipped to Oklahoma City in the uh, DeLon Wright deal. But th- what you need to realize is that first round pick is got about eight hundred thousand protections on it because the pick the Pistons will keep the pick if it's in the top sixteen each of the next four years, and then mm-hmm. the next two they keep it if it's in the top ten. In the seventh year, they keep it if it's in the top nine. So by year eight, the pick will turn to a second rounder if it hasn't gone unprotected. So. Even if they, if it does have to get sent to Houston, it's not the pick K is either going to be worse than sixteen or probably won't be going there. So it was really that was really a shrewd move on Weaver's part. We'll go through go through a couple others. The uh, Isaiah Stewart draft pick I know was wasn't really well received because they said okay, well they took an undersized center, her but. Well, the way I see Stewart is he's probably going to be more of a guy you bring in off the bench. And she's not going to be somebody who's going to start for you and play 40 minutes a night. Especially since he's, the, he's not that type of center that fits today's game. And because he's basically going to score around, around, the, around the basket. He's going to clean the windows, block shots. But, I mean, it's just more of a move to give uh, the front court some depth because there wasn't going to be much there anyway, especially now with Christian Wood gone. Yeah, well, Stewart, you know, he's, he's 6'9". He's a big kid. So sometimes the NBA game is more suited for him than college. And um, he might be a guy that uh, might surprise you at that, at that pick. Um, I personally didn't see a whole lot in him, you know, for Washington. They had kind of a rough 
up and down year. Uh, you know, um, he's, you know, he's considered probably one of the tougher, stronger guys in draft this year with, you know, being physical and his, you know, intensity on the floor. So, um, you know, he, he might be one of those guys that it surprises you, but, um, you know, it, the draft this year was so unusual in terms of, I mean, you look at the draft and my God, the years past, you had quite a few guys from Europe, you know, and, you know, this year you had, um, what, I don't know exactly, maybe, maybe two, three, four guys at the most, uh, from outside the U S you know, so you, um, on very unusual draft, you know, um, there's going to be some players out of it. So this is, this will be a draft. There'll be some surprises that you won't think much of them. They'll end up being pretty good players down the road. No, Who that not, is remains, remains to be seen. Let's, let's kind of move off of that, guys. Let's talk about the major stuff here. Uh, the Boston yeah. Celtics, they traded Ennis Cantor to Portland in a three-team deal involving the Grizzlies. But the big thing coming out of Beantown is that Gordon Hayward turned down his player option of $34 million. Uh, seems like yeah. he wants to go to Indiana, and hopefully he can get a trade where he gets there, sign and trade. But some people are saying that Danny Ainge, you know, he is a really good I guess swindler, so to speak, where he somehow always wins the deal. What do you think? Well, I mean that's that's what it, I mean. They Tatum's their guy. Um, they signed him to a max contract, and uh, um, you know that's that's who they're putting their money with. So um, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know they got. Uh, uh, a lot of money wrapped up into him and uh Hayward's looking to, you know probably they're just trying to get him a good fit I mean it's kind of an unusual situation his college coach is his coach but you know it's a business decision and and uh you know um you got to do what you got to do and you know that's he's going to get paid a lot of money for you know um well, so, it sounds like that if he wants to go somewhere and get paid, the Ni- the Knicks or the Hawks would have had the cap space. Of course, Atlanta has seemingly spent their money elsewhere, giving Danilo Gallinari three years, $41 million. So they're saying that possibly the, the Knicks would possibly sign Hayward. But, of course... I mean, he turns down thirty-four million from Boston. So I mean, I think someone's going to pay him at least forty, which I think is a little bit too risky given his injury history. Yeah, I, I, he's you know, to me, he's definitely not the same player as he was before the injury. Yeah, he and did, then he, he did gets lose a and step. Then, yeah, and then he gets re-injured again, kind of like you know, a lot of question marks for me, kind of like Clay Thompson, you know. How's Clay going to recover from this? He's got one bad, you know, one ACL repair on his left uh, leg, and then he's got the ACL on his right. I mean, just a sad, sad deal for him. And, you know, that's a, these injuries that come back. I mean, you saw Hayward playing. I mean, he was solid. He was averaging, I think, 15, 16 points a game, but you could just see he wasn't, uh, he didn't have the, yeah, he was in the Utah game. Aggressiveness. Yeah, the yeah. Utah. He did yeah. average, like you said, he did average about 17 points a game. Moving on, though, let's go with the Nets. Joe Harris out of Virginia. It's a four-year, yeah. $75 million deal. Is this one of the deals you were talking about where, you know, yeah. a guy that's kind of a middle-of-the-road player getting a big contract? How about that? 18, 19 mil a year, Derek. Yeah. I think we'd take that for a lifetime contract. <laughs> uh, one year. Um you know, Joe Harris, there's a kid that, you know, he played in that Virginia system mm-hmm. that he wasn't really going to score in college like maybe he was capable of, of because of the system that Bennett runs. Um, they play, you know, they play that 60-50 game or 
70-60 game. So he was kind of, you know, under the radar. And then, and, you know, he had some time in with Cleveland. And, uh, you know, he, he just got better and better. And, you know, if you watch the NBA, and, and this has been going on for a long time, these guys just kind of feel their way around the first couple of years. And that third or fourth year, some guys just come out of nowhere. And, you know, Duncan Robinson and Joe Harris was like that. And, you know, uh, he put up some good numbers in New Jersey, and they're rewarding him. Yeah, you, yeah, you're totally right. And that's what sometimes that that happens with that. Um, the, the the rocket situation. Who <laughs> we we talked about this in our and I think last week we actually talked about this. Harden wants to kind of get out. Well, he does want to get out of there. You got Russell Westbrook, big contract. Obviously, he wants to go to Brooklyn because Mike Antoni, because I don't say D, because you know he doesn't coach any D, uh, is assistant <laughs> in Brooklyn. So now all of a sudden, Harden wants to go to Brooklyn. But here's the thing: as the Houston Rockets, obviously they're going to sit on it. They're saying they're not trading Harden unless you give us some assets here. Uh, who would you rather keep, Harden or Westbrook? Oh, no question to me. I'd rather have Harden. Why? I I think he's uh, more durable. He's proven over the course of time. Um, you know, um, Westbrook to me, you know, obviously he's very good player, but boy, he he's thirty two now. I you know I, you don't know how much more he can give you. Uh, he's been injury prone. Uh, Harden to me is a little more durable little more uh impact uh on the team i think than than uh, westbrook for me yeah i i think that too also look at this christian wood he signed a three-year 41 million dollar deal with the with the rockets that was actually part of a sign and trade but with still, the pistons though, yeah it was but still wood i would yeah. never imagine wood would be getting that much money either well there's a there's a kid you know out of the mountain west conference New Mexico, tall, talented kid. I, I saw him play against Boise State. Um, didn't, you know, he, he got better every year in college. And, you know, he, he he had a couple good, you know, seasons with Detroit and just got better and better, you know. Here we go again, 13, 14 mil a year. Um the Rockets like what they saw, and, uh, you know, Pistons didn't feel they, they wanted to put up that much money for him. And uh, my hat's off to the kid. I mean, he just he just got he got better in college, and he's getting better in pros. So who knows? You know, this kid could, could really be a player. Uh, one other one. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, go with the Lakers. Signing, trading for Dennis Schroeder. Then you get Montrez Harrell from the Clippers, and then you sign Wesley Matthews to a three point six million dollar deal, a one year, pretty much the MLE, the the, the the veteran league's minimum for him. Talk about those moves. Well, you know, uh, boy, you know, Schroeder gives him that, you know, kind of really he's another Rondo. So I don't know what's going on there with Rondo, whether, you know, if he's got a year left or they're looking to get a younger version of him. That's what I see with Schroeder. Um, the other guys are just, you know, uh, there's word they're going to move uh, lose Pope. What is so that really? Other a, guys, is that a really a loss? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so they're just trying to, you know, kind of, you know, cookie cutter type uh, moves there looks like to me. Just replace guys similar to the guys that they lost, and those guys are just match as about as well as you can. Uh, Matthews and company. So that's kind of what I see there. Um, the Lakers doing getting you know surrounding Davis and and LeBron with very similar talent and style of play. But then they lost. Dwight Howard to the 76ers. Were you kind of surprised he didn't go back to at least get another championship? 
Yeah, you know, I I think uh, you know what that move is. He's gonna train him and bleed a little bit. And give him that. That's gonna be a backup for him, and kind of you know fill those lost minutes or bench minutes for him bleed and and uh, you know counsel him a little bit. Did you? And, uh, <laughs> did you know that the Lakers had back-to-back number one draft picks on their team? Uh, you mean for when this year? No, no, on their team for the championship team, they had two number one draft picks that were back-to-back. Oh years. yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Who it is, who you're yeah. referring to that is that yeah. that's actually crazy, and, and one of them is yeah, thought of Howard as the, and LeBron, yeah, right? Thought of it back in two thousand three and two thousand four. They both yeah. were number one yeah. draft picks, and how their careers have. You know, at one point, Dwight Howard was almost considered one of the, the, the great centers. Oh. And, uh, and how yeah. time has changed after having a back injury. And uh, LeBron, obviously, we, can't, it's a, we already know about LeBron already. Uh, yeah. Moving on, the 76ers, they get rid of Al Horford as their uh, backup center. Um, they also get Seth Curry and Danny Green. Looks like they're getting some shooters there out with Doc Rivers. Uh, they get they get Dwight Howard, but the question is going to be obviously Howard is probably going to be a backup to uh, to Embiid, and, and, and actually that's a, that's a great pickup because Embiid is always injury prone. But can Simmons and Embiid work together? You know, I was had this discussion with another guy. You know, Simmons is 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 very, very tough to coach. And here's why. You got this 6'9", 6'10", guy that can really take the ball to hoop. But the problem is, is, you know, the game is now outside perimeter shooting just as it was back in the day, taking it to the hoop. Um, and he, he just is a hard guy to coach because, you know... <laughs> He, he can't shoot it from the outside, yet he can really take, the, you know, somebody to the hoop. Um, it's just tough to position him in an NBA offense for me as a coach uh, to really get to that next level. I mean, he, he's got and helped his team to be very consistent. What, 50 wins over the last couple of years? Very good, but... Everybody's wanting him to take that next step or to lead his team to that next step. And I'm not so sure he can do that. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a interesting situation that, you know, he's in. You, you know, Doc is going to try to find the best way he can to put him in a, an offense where he can uh, even – bring that team to greater heights and I think that's what that's why they moved on from Brown so we'll see what Doc Rivers can do so Doc's pretty creative he's got some ideas so um, I'm sure he didn't take that job if he didn't feel he could try to make something happen finally we talked a little bit about the trades what about the Bucks and the Pelicans and someone said go Bucks on the comments and someone said sign John V. Is that Kent Goldsmith? Kenny G said that? Yeah, that's what he said. Tyler Krupp also coming in off from Bedford. You know him as well. Yep. Um, coaches, oh, yeah. Coaches, uh, his, his special friend as well at St. Ursula. So, uh, really good basketball player. What do you think about that trade? Drew Holiday going on up there. I believe George Hill will be going to the Pelicans, I believe. I, I think gotta, he's... Gotta re- read that. George Hill's been on... Got moved again. Yeah, it was a four-team trade, but... Is that an upgrade, Drew Holiday over there to the Bucks? And can the Bucks keep Giannis? That's the question. Will he sign an yeah. extension, or is he going to be out of there? Yeah, well, Drew Holiday over George Hill is definitely an improvement. <laughs> Drew Holiday is a player. Oh yeah, uh, George. The reason why George Hill gets moved around so much is he just is kind of like the Swiss Army knife. He can he can fit a lot of situations. He's a good defender. He's a good team player he can score he's just a really valuable commodity for me as a coach to fill a lot of voids uh holiday is going to be more of a scorer and and i i think that's definitely an upgrade for the bucks um 
But yeah, can they keep Giannis? Now I know Frank seems like it's L.A. or Miami. It's going to be South I, Beach because there's two yeah. places where Giannis spends his time. Greece <laughs> is one of them because he's from there, and the other is South Beach. Yeah, they got that Mediterranean environment, hot, humid weather. He, well, we he must like it. Fellas, we don't. We don't actually know what. You know he's gonna do. It's gonna be kind of interesting. But does this make the Bucks a contender though with Drew Holiday? Oh, it's absolutely. Been, it's an all-in move for them. It's been. It's oh yeah, you're championship right. Championship yeah. or bust. Well, you have to. With Giannis, yeah. So he's gonna. He's gonna freaking leave. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I. I mean, they're paying. They're paying Holiday probably fifteen to twenty mil. I would. I don't know exact numbers, but he. He's got a. He's got a nice contract. Did you and, watch? Uh, I. I Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you know, uh, I, I like that. Um, I like that move for the Bucks. All right, so now we're going to move on to the draft a little bit. Number one pick, Anthony Edwards, 6'3", 225 pounds, to the Timberwolves. Thoughts? Um, it's not, I don't think uh, that's a huge surprise. Uh, hold on, we have uh, breaking free agency news. From uh, Shams Sharani of The Athletic. Well, before you do that, let John finish Yeah, we'll let John, John go ahead. Okay. Anthony Edwards, young kid. I got some talent, and I can see why he's the number one pick. Um, I don't know. I, I There are so many question marks in this draft. Yeah, um, one thing I question, and, is, and and I hate to cut you off, is that he says he's not really into basketball. He likes football. <laughs> <sighs> that That is a real red why flag. Did, why did Kirby Smart not try and get him? <laughs> yeah, this this is a real yeah. – I, I, you've, you've coached a long time, and I've coached AAU. I, I can't I, – I, yeah. when it comes – when you start to get high-level basketball and really competing, you got to have people that love the game of basketball. It can't be something uh, that is something to you do. Know, that, <laughs> Yeah, Derek, you took the words right out of my mouth. My good friend Monty Mathis coached down there in Dallas, Orlando, now scouting with Dallas, told me about Dirk Nowitzki, about how he, every day, he was basically working out five to six hours a day. Now, it was a combination of shooting, um, strength training, um, you know, just spent 45 minutes, half hour, just on free throws. Um, the whole package it takes to be an elite player. Um, I, that's my doubt with, with this, with this Edwards kid. Um, I, and it takes a tremendous amount of discipline and commitment to it. And that's the guys that you got to try to find. And I just, don't see it in him um but he is a talent I, I he almost reminds me of like a wiggins like right they're not really all in very talented player but they're just not all in and uh i don't think he really know. he's the number one well, for one it's saying improvement area still learning how to play on both ends Decision making is a work in progress, <laughs> and I understand yeah. they they want to pick this guy because it's a fit because D'Angelo Russell is there. But when you're picking in the draft, if you're the top three picks, you got to get a generational player. And I understand not every draft has a generational player, yeah. but it's there's to me. I, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be an Anthony Bennett, but there's a lot of red flags on this pick. Hey, here's the interesting one: Lamelo Ball after what his dad said a few years ago about Michael Jordan, that he could beat him in one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. How about he, that? He, and he, he ended up, up drafting number him. three. But I tell you, you know, for I think today's he's the better game, player. Yeah, if for today's game and how it's how you coach it, LaMelo, you know, he fits right in. Uh, you know, and I – I could see him just taking charge right away. You know, I, I, as a young kid. He, he's but, uh, he's six seven one ninety. I think 
uh, the one edge he has that he's played over. So he's really matured a lot. I mean, I, he, obviously we've seen him with the ball in the family and ball in life and the highlights. And I knew that, that the youngest yeah. brother was going to be the better brother out of all the ball brothers. But you can see there's a maturation with him from playing overseas in Lithuania. Now, the competition in Lithuania was kind of but you know, it was yeah. terrible. But then in Australia, at least he went against some grown men. It was decent competition, not NBA high yeah. level. But I think this is a guy that yeah. can come in and, and, and actually be productive than the, the Anthony Edwards yeah. dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at that situation. I, I look at, you know, I think maybe the Knicks finally might have something in Obi Toppin. Yes. Uh, I, I, I like him. His dad, by the way, was, I mean, a, uh, was an and one legend. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in some of the and one mixtapes. Really, I never knew that. Remember, but also I, I, Obi Toppin never got a scholarship offer either his senior year in high school. Oh, I know he was like a late bloomer. Um, but you know he he really intrigues me. Um, and I I think the guy could end up being a really really good player because. He he, kind of like a Dwayne Wade. Those guys that take a not a power five school. Well, of course, Marquette I guess played. Well, when Wade played, though, I think they were independent. They weren't. No, really they were in the a, they were in the Conference USA. Yeah, Marquette was Conference, Conference USA, USA back, back then. then. What? Okay. Yeah, me and okay. Dwayne Wade so, are the same age. Okay, so but not really. You know, he he, he brought his team to <clears throat> levels that you know nobody thought guys could do and and obi toppin's kind of the same way he dating you know uh to levels that you know they haven't seen in a while well you remember Dwayne so wade, wade was a prop 48 kid that was like the last year's yeah. of prop 48 too that's how yeah i'm aging myself so yeah so he he kind of probably maybe would have went to the big 10 um you know but marquette obviously a good school too but you know, not, not these really high visible programs, um, but I, I I like Toppin. Um, you know, to show you how unusual the number four pick, Patrick Williams, doesn't even start for Florida State. Yes, that, one, that one threw me. I thought that, Obi, yeah. I thought Obi was going to well, go to the Bulls, and I'm a Bulls know, fan, and I, I, I. But they got the new management in there, so you got to trust the new management. But that was a head scr- scratcher with Patrick Williams getting selected. Uh, another long winner in Chicago. Well, here's a head scratcher yeah, for they, you: Jalen Smith taken tenth overall by the Phoenix Suns, but then again. Uh, this is a team owned by Robert Sarver, who is one of the worst owners in the NBA. And here's what it says about about Smith. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, I like him. So, do you know an Andy? Andy Manike? Is that his brother? Yeah, like, that's John's brother. John's yeah. brother said, you won't have no D. <laughs> he, he said, I don't have yeah, any he D. Yeah, he said, you have any D. He put that in the comment section. I, I had to let you know that. You know, you gotta, I guess when you see him, you got to DM up, put him on lock. Hey. Tell him, tell him, you know, if he wants to pay, he can get on the radio and talk about my no D. <laughs> hey, I, I was, you know, um, I was, a, I was John Paxton, Steve Kerr. That's that was my game. I could shoot the three. Um, uh, defense, you know, at times it wasn't afterthought, but uh, <laughs> optional. <laughs> I, 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 I would have fit in perfect with this day and age game. I mean, I would just. I probably wouldn't have came inside three-point land. That, that but, is uh, true. It, uh, it, the game has because back then it was the land of the bigs, and it's some of the shots that these guys took not or take now. Oh, they would have been pulled. Like, eh. Even if you made it, the coach would have been like, "No, that's not the shot we want. Come sit down." Uh, Derek, you're right on, bro. Right on, man. You you couldn't have said better words. These these. Uh, oh God, it was all about you know high percentage shot, efficiency on offense, stingy defense. Yes, you know. Those are the teams that were were up there every year, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's my brother. He's from Chicago and he's suffering, you know, the Bulls <laughs> blue or something. So you know, take it for what it is. Take it this. What do you think about Killian Hayes? Did you know anything about him? You know, <laughs> I I knew he was you know from France. He's you know about six five for a point guard. He's big. Um, 
you know, he he's a pretty fluid athlete. Um, he uh, um, really, you know, he's he's not a great great score, um, but you know, he's a young kid um, that you know, at Pistons obviously they got a, a hole at the point guard, so that's why they took him. Um, God, he, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is the guy that Knicks drafted a few years ago and then really didn't turn out to be anything. The Fran, the uh, Fran, um, oh, Frank Nicolina. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Nicolina or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that kind of reminds me of a player like him, but, um, you know, this kid might be even more of a playmaker. So we'll see what he's all about. I mean. It's, it's, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you know, they need a point guard, so they're just going to put this guy maybe in the fire right away. Yeah, they, they, actually, I'm looking at these NBA draft analysis on some of these players. It, 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 <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about this. The NBA is a totally different game, but I talked about this with Darren Cohn, and if, if people were listening to the show earlier. What's your thoughts on guys being trained because a lot of these personal trainers and I I told them this is that it's getting ridiculous they're getting away they're trying to reinvent recreate the wheel so to speak and I'm looking at some of the stuff that the game is so simple but yeah why is it that trainers always want to work on these hard NBA quote-unquote pro moves with step backs the side steps the multiple dribbling that a player is only going to use once or twice in a game or if you if you're on the collegiate level and you play three times a week, you might only use that move maybe twice or three times in that whole week. Why can't they just get back to the basics of making free throws, maybe being a consistent three point shooter? That's the thing I, I've noticed the, a, a kind of a common word here with these with these draft analyses is this person lacks consistently uh, handling the ball or consistently shooting the three off the dribble or consistently shooting threes off a catch and shoot rhythm. But instead, you see the trainers doing complete opposite. Your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I mean, these. I think some of these trainers are trying to be too cute for what, um, you know, maybe they're trying to be different than another trainers to try to talk these guys into stuff. Um, you know, I, I've always, you know, I've always been the fact, and and Darren. You know he's trained these high level these high level pro guys. You know I've always liked the fact that when I'm training somebody, I I have to I like to go watch them play and then exactly. assess, <laughs> assess their skill level and then see what they actually are doing, how they do it within the framework of their offense, and then go from there. Um, you know there's there's basic things that the guys have to do um, and. You know, uh, I think I read an article, I think it was Billy Donovan, you know, when he first came in the NBA, he thought to himself, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to tell these guys like, okay, this is what we got to do against this team and this is what we got to do. I'm going to ask them, you know, what do you think about, you know, this team and then offensively, what do you like to do and what do you feel most comfortable with? Then I got to try to program my offense and my my skill practices for you to you know do those particular moves at certain spots on the court. Um, seems like there's just a lot of cute stuff out there that these trainers do. I don't know to keep things interesting, but you know when you're talking NBA players, you got to get you got to go right to the the you know focus on what. They're going to be doing most in the game. And, uh, <laughs> well, they, what's their niche got, on the team? Yeah, yeah, they've got away from that. Well, that'll, that'll have that'll keep you to having a career. I mean, let's face it, there's only one James Harden. So why practice all those James Harden moves when, really, if you space the floor and hit the shot for James Harden, you're going to get a lot of playing time, and you're going to get probably one of those big contracts like a Harris from the from the the, the Nets. Or look at Duncan Robinson, how important he was for the Heat. He's right there. All well, he's doing is shooting off, catch and shoot, shooting off screens. That's what he does. Yeah. yeah. Well, those guys, Harris and Robinson, 
probably their biggest thing was they just worked on the physical part of the game. Um, they could they could shoot, they could do those things. They they still need to work on those, but those guys need to step up. You know that's the thing. You you see where you watch a guy and say, you know what. Duncan Robinson, he needs to become more athletic. How do we become, get him to be more athletic? Do we have him do this physical training? So you can, it's it's like going to see a doctor. You, you got, everybody's got their own little thing and you got to decide what is going to make them better for themselves and then in the, within the framework of the team. Mm. So tell us a little bit of your story, final thing of the player you know that got drafted. Oh, Great story. I was talking to Frank the other night, um, and uh, I moved out to Boise in the fall of 2015. Lived out there until the fall of, what, 18, 19? Uh, 19. And uh, so four years, um, and obviously Boise State's the ticket there. They got an unbelievable uh, Beautiful arena. It's a lot like Chrysler in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen Mount, it, yes. Mountain West. Leon Rice is the coach. He's a former assistant with you at Gonzaga. He's had a, done a really nice job with the program. So, uh, let's see. Justinian graduated this year in 20, so in 1918-17. So, they had, first year I was out there, they had an Australian kid named Dimitrik. 6'6 kid that could really shoot it. Played very well his first three years, then got developed a foot problem. Played sparingly his uh, senior year because of the foot injury, but and he's playing in Australia now. Uh, they brought in this freshman, Justinian Jessup, uh, to be his. Heir. Justinian was a lefty shooter from Denver, outside of suburb of Denver, and you could see that this kid could really shoot it, and he just got better and better and better. Left there, I think, the all-time leading score, three-point shooter, most maids in Boise State history. But kind of like Duncan Robinson, a 6'6", 6'7", kid that could really stroke it, uh, extend the defense, take some pressure off the stars. And uh, he had a really solid senior year. And uh, I thought he would go to a camp. I never thought he would get drafted and the the story the interesting story the player of the year in the mountain west uh sam and i drew a blank on his last name sam merrill, sam merrill from Utah yeah, state six five kid that really came on too but you know he was player of the year and and you would think that sam would have got drafted ahead of merrill uh, Merrill got drafted like three or four down from him. But obviously Golden State saw something in him. I know for a fact, because I was at the game, Chandler Hutchison's senior year, big game against San Diego State, standing room only game. Uh, Hutchison was getting a lot of attention. You know, he, he got drafted in the uh, 22nd by the Bulls three, two, three years ago. Um, he struggled with them. He's not the best scorer, but great offense or athletic uh, kid. Well, uh, the GM for the uh, um, Warriors was at that game. And I remember I was walking. I saw him. I was going to say something. And uh, I think his name is Bob Myers. Mm-hmm. And Justinian had a pretty good game. So it's interesting. He was like a freshman, I think, or, or sophomore at that time. And I thought, you know what? He probably remembered Justinian. Justinian had like 16 or 18, and he could really stroke it. Just He's almost like Duncan Robinson 2.0, and he, that didn't hurt his chances. And I think that played a role, and people saw that. I even saw it like, wow, Justinian got drafted. He's a great kid, high character, hard worker, and um, – so what he did was after the season, he signed with a team in Australia, but they have a uh, collaboration with the NBA that at any time, if a so-called poach him, they can grab him at any time and break his contract and, and he can practice with the NBA team. So it looks like Justinian 
will probably be in the uh, the Warriors camp coming up, and he'll put the Australian League on hold in hopes of making uh, the Warriors. I, I'd love to see it. He's a great kid. He used to work out at our gym uh, occasionally, and then when he couldn't, they have the practice facility there at Boise State. Um, you know, they have the all access to there. That wasn't being used, or he'd work out with the. Uh, uh, a kid named Bergeron that played for BYU that was from the Boise area so wow, they come know. over and work out so I got to know him a little bit great kid uh, happy hard worker just kept his nose to the grindstone and grinded it out and hopefully see him in a Warriors uniform next year and Gary Hoff said he used to be able to light it up he's another one on here now were you getting the workouts with the kids I mean I know you're a little bit older do you work out with the, the guys or no Hey, hey, Derek, I played until I was 42. I'm 54 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll rebound some shots for them. But you don't go out there and go oh, my days are my, <laughs> <laughs> my days are done. Now, if they want to get into shooting or free throw contest, um, I, I, I need some lunch money and dinner money occasionally. <laughs> the old uh, hustle. I, I, <laughs> I will do that, Derek. So if you know anybody in town... Uh, I got, I, I tell you, you, you gotta love the passion. I got, um, you're talking about Goldsmith. We got a mutual friend and he lives in Tampa and he, he's 37 now. I'm not going to. Oh, did we lose him? Yeah. Train him. Hold he on. likes to play so much. Hold on, hold on, John. Well, very... Go back, go back. We yeah, lost it. The, the, the phone dropped. So who's the mutual friend you have with Kenny G? Yeah. Yeah. He just loves to. Loves to play, and he's got a, a facility in his in his neighborhood. He lives in a nice neighborhood in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He was going to have me come down a couple months ago and train him for three, four days. Wow, <laughs> he's that intense on it, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it, you just love the passion, and uh, especially basketball. I I think it's the hardest sport in terms of you got to be athletic and you got to have skill. Yeah. And, if you want to play at a high uh, level, it's, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough gig. And then when 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 you're used to playing at a high level and your body starts to to kind of betray you, it it becomes it, it it's hard. And I know a lot of guys that you know, yeah. You, yeah, you know, in your 20s and 30s, you're killing, and you get to the late 30s, early 40s, and you got guys that normally you're killing at the wire, the JCC, they're starting to stay with you. You're like, oh, God, maybe it's time yeah. to sit down. Now, yeah. Marty, I don't know if you know Marty Schroeder. He still hoops, and he's in his mid-60s. Uh, let me tell you about Marty. I've known him forever. Marty used to scrimmage against my kids. <laughs> when he was 47, yeah. he's got, what's Marty, 65 now? Yeah, he's 64, 65. He graduated in 75 yeah. from Clay, and I know he used to go to St. John's. I saw him on BCS, oh. and I think he's now helping out the Northview Lady Cats, the w- girls' team, actually. He was in really? the highlights. Yeah, he was in the highlights. I think he knows Pat Sayer, who's the head coach over there. So I've seen him in the highlights. Okay. But he was at St. John's for years, working out with like kids like B.J. Raymond and Brian you know, yeah, Roberts all the way yeah. to Vince Williams that just graduated a couple of years ago. So, you know, he was at St. John's for a while. Marty, so I've, you know, we used to play open gyms in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And so I've known him 25 years. Um, Marty is used to play every day. He'd find a gym. So this is a true story about Marty. So I'm out in Blissfield coaching. <laughs> and Marty is worked with the, like, at Marathon. I don't know if he's still working or whatever. Right. Well, they had a, a place out in Samaria, I've heard uh, like a pump, pumping station out there. And Marty calls me up and says, hey, John, I'm going to be out here. Uh, you guys play on Saturday mornings, don't you? And I gave him the time. And Marty would go work, come in his clothes, play for an hour. I mean, it was about a 15-minute drive from that Samaria pumping station to Blissfield. Play with us for an hour or so, get his clothes back on and go back to work. Um, I would kid him. I said, I hope there's no oil spilling over there, Marty. Um, But, yeah, he played virtually six, seven days a week. When he was 50, he looked like he was 25. Yes, he still looks Uh, young. Yes. 
son, hey, his son doesn't his son doesn't play anymore, and his son is a little few more Brian? Year, yeah, a few years older yeah. than me. But I guess Brian's son is really good. So the grandson of Marty Schroeder is going to be pretty good. Really? How old is his, the Brian's son now? Uh, Brian's son, I believe, is about 12, 13, somewhere okay. around there. I saw a thing on Facebook about a team and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a passionate guy, great guy. Uh, uh, I haven't talked to him in a few years, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, been around them all, Derek. <laughs> been around uh, pretty much long, long time in the Toledo area. Yeah, so, John, you are still the director at the Y for the Youth League or the Cavaliers League? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 now the YMCA League. We, we kind of uh, separated uh, from the Junior Cavs. We run it very similar. Okay. Um, with all the COVID stuff, they kind of shut their operations and uh we kind of you know everybody's like everybody's in limbo but yeah we've been we've actually we have 20 percent more uh of the uh, enrollment for the fall we're in our third week we're taking next week off and uh you know if any kids out there are interested in a winter league we we have very safe protocol of the social distancing the kids don't have to wear the mask when they play them, but when they get back on the bench, they do. Mm-hmm. We allow one parent to come to the game. We have separate entrance for exiting and exiting, entering and exiting. So we we have very strict protocol and uh, been very, very successful. And, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, it's great to see these kids a smile on their face. But even more importantly, that parents as well, because... This thing has really put a damper on a lot of things. I mean, look at Michigan. You know, they winter sports for three weeks, and we have no programming up there. And Ohio has, has you know, allowed us to do this. So we're going to march on until we, we're told we can't and, and be as safe as possible. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good little league for, uh, you know, youth 3 to 11, 12-ish. Wow, from 3? Three, 3 years old? Oh yeah, we got three and four year olds, five and six, seven and eight, nine through eleven. Oh, We've extended it. <laughs> yeah. How does, how does oh, that yeah. work with three year olds? We, you know what we do? We do a lot of just dribbling. Uh, we lower the basket, right, obviously. And uh, five and six year olds, uh, the same way. It's more of a practice. We introduce them to games. Uh, the five and six can get up and down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We got a couple really good players in our five and six year old leagues. A uh, couple coaches at Toledo uh, women's program, the men's program. Their kids play in the league, and mm-hmm. boy, there's there's some players. But it's a league to, you know, our our two goals are, uh, you know, kid development, player development, and getting the love of the game. And we got we got tremendous. I mean, we got Richard Ralford played for Michigan, Spurs, European star coaching. His son plays for Southview, right? Yeah, yeah, Justin, great kid. Yeah, he goes to the JCC um, sometimes. I play with against him. Yeah, Todd Mitchell is a coach in our league. His son plays in the, in the league. So His son does. we got a wow. yeah. He's got a son uh, in uh, <laughs> in the five and six. Dang. And then uh, <laughs> he really um, he started a new generation there, Todd. Yeah, Mitchell. there you go. Yeah. And uh, Todd does a great job. Great ambassador for the Y. Um, we got, you know, uh, some coaches. We have one coach played at Rhode Island, played in Europe, and uh, originally from Detroit, Henry Ford. He helps. So we got a really good staff. We got a really good thing going. Parents really like it. So. <laughs> That's which is um, good. I, I like to hear that yeah, because sometimes you yeah. get some of these coaches in here and they, they want to latch onto a kid and it's about themselves or their status. Or you get these coaches, yeah. these parents, they come in and think it's all about winning. And it's like no one really cares if you won the YMCA uh, five-year-old championship. You know, good for you, yeah, our, but, but yeah, more about our, development. Yeah, our biggest thing is, is development and getting them uh, to love the game. Because we think we – we hit on those two things. They're going to want to continue to play not only in our program but the rest of their lives as long as they want to. And it makes the makes the base for Toledo basketball uh, better, and I think that's where it needs yeah. for both girls. Girls basketball is pretty solid here, but boys basketball it needs a it needs a facelift. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, John, what you got yeah, going so on for the weekend, man? As uh, we're going to shorten this up a well, little bit. Well, I'm just heading over to the East Y. Oh, um, Oregon, I'm going to okay. be, yeah, checking some games out there. Um, and uh, so your league is already little... your league is already started, or it's about to yeah, start. Yeah, this is our this is our third week of six. Okay. So um, we uh, were well into it, and uh, we uh, are. Um, Doing well. We're, and, we're now. Would you, are you like other like the adult leagues for the Y? You do six week session and another six week session. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start up in January. Okay. Um, we have done uh, clinics over the holidays, um, and provided and and we're going to look for um, our 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 pros want to do some training. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to navigate around the COVID stuff, you know. Yeah, we, we, we got um, today. They, I was supposed to actually have our first game for high school in Savannah School yeah. shut down. So, no, we were supposed to play Southview today. So, we weren't going to have a show today. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, Savannah and Southview had to shut their buildings down. Or the Northview and Southview. So, no game today. Wow. So, they're not even practicing. They can practice somewhere else. <laughs> they just can't practice at their buildings. Yeah, how about those New Mexico teams? One team's in football team's been practicing in Vegas, and the basketball teams are going to Texas. Yep, they're going to spend a month there, till because of the guidelines and uh, in New Mexico. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, easy times. Yeah, it's yeah, been so. crazy times. Well, John, we'll let you go, man. Thanks so much. You gave us some great insight and you know good material as usual. God, that was an hour. That might, you know, I might have to hit up Frank for another watch. He keeps promising me that one. I, I keep, I keep waiting, and you know, the pandemic will be over before I get my watch, Frank. Well, just think about Come it. Everyone, now. everyone hears your voice worldwide because we're on SoundCloud and on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, how do you find this? Is, do you do it live, or is it taped, and then you put it on there? So is on that- Facebook, we have it live on our AFR Sports Show page. So you can always okay. go back to it and listen to it. It's on Facebook after further review sports show. It's got a picture of Frank Vashner in the horse's head. He had a, he lost a bet, so he had to wear a horse's head. So okay. he's on that. If you have an okay. iPhone, do you have an iPhone? Yes, yeah, I do. If you go on the podcasts podcast, you can look up uh, after further review. Same picture of Frank Vashner wearing the horse's head, and it pops up on there. Okay, so you can listen to okay. it. Okay, so look for after further review. Yes, yeah. with Frank with the horse's head on. You can't miss it. It's it's okay. it's, it's, it's pretty unique. And that picture okay. was from about five years ago. Yes, we oh, we okay. actually. Uh, I also have another picture that I wanted to put up of Frank where he's in his Miami Vice Don Johnson suit, but that's his own personal brand. So you know. Well, let me. I mean, hey, hey Derek. Now you you have you've seen Frank lately. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, watching. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> you know, Frank is getting. You know, he's looking good. He's. He's he's looking like uh, he's getting back to his uh, high school playing weight yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Frank actually you is know, part of the BHC, the Ballhead Club. The uh, well, you know what the uh, um, you know Mr. Amazon, you know is <laughs> they must be working him. He's 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 looking like he's running marathons now. You know, oh, I, I don't know what's going on with Frank. You know, it's, I'm, I'm impressed. Calories I'm burned totally... is calories burned. <laughs> You'd be pretty soon you to be it, playing Frank. for Tom Izzo. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I'm out of eligibility. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's looking more like Slick Watts than uh, Frank Vashner oh. these days. <laughs> He's you Slick know? Watts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you guys to Google that. Slick Watts was the original... He had he played for Seattle Super mm-hmm. Sonic. He was point guard. Had, He's uh, like a dead. Yeah. He wore a headband. Slick Watts. That's that's you know, Frank gets a headband, he beats Slick Watts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Well take it easy, my man. Hey, take care, Derek. Hey, have a good weekend, Frank. All right, John. Okay. Take care, guys. See, ya. See you later. That was John right there on the on the phone lines. Got a full hour from him. Not bad. Yeah. A lot of comments. A lot of people must uh, uh, really admire John. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, of course the the news that kind of broke while he was talking 
I think we should wait to get to Lou after the break. All right. Is David the man of God Harris calling in? We haven't heard from him. I got I got text him real quick. I'll right. hit him up. So we'll take a quick commercial break. You heard with the deal, though. You can always listen to us on our podcast and segments on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Uh, WHD's After Further Review with the picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. We'll be back after this on 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review.